Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Stratford, Michael Palmer, and Brandon Jones with you. And this week, it is the introduction to our 2019 March Madness Bracket. Gentlemen, it is an exciting time here. Brandon, how you doing? Woo! That's uh, me coming in, coming in right away, coming in hot. Uh, it's March Madness again. Oh, my goodness. Every year, I feel like there's March Madness. It, oh, yeah. It's like a thing. It, I think it like the calendar turns, and then all of a sudden, here we are. Yeah. It's March Madness. This is now our third March Madness. So for folks who haven't listened, yes. uh, you can go back to March's past. Correct. And hear what we've done yes. vis-a-vis March Madness. We like to do a March Madness. Uh, you know, there's the March Madness basketball tournament. Correct. And we do our own thing. We do. We do a, a sort of learning uh, and education trend uh, version of March Madness. So there's brackets. There are historical brackets, Dan. Is that correct? Like there That's are correct. brackets from both year one and year two. Uh, we know the winners from year one and, and year two. Yeah. Uh, Dan's making a hand wave there. There was, I think, one year. Year one. It was controversy. <laughs> there was controversy because yes. there was a tie. There was a repeat time, multiple times. Yeah, so we ran a Monte Carlo simulation. <laughs> and all of those things. Every there a, time. There was, a, there was a, a squid, I think, who was also involved. And this, was, yeah. the squid, because it has got – you can't see my arms, but I'm waving around as if they were two of the eight tentacles of the yeah, squid. Yeah. squid. Squids have more than eight. Uh, anyway, they have multiple, six, maybe, yeah. multiple appendages. Yeah. The squid touched both of our top oh my two God. at Repeated, the same time. Repeatedly. repeatedly. Yeah. It was like a tie. What were those two? That was the, the importance of teachers. Yes. And artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence. That's correct. Yeah. Those, had, are, those sound like winners to which me. Which was kind of next level. And then we called the winner the centaur. Like, That's right. Like the, the sort of hybrid, like the blending of the two. It's not an either or man. The man squid. It's, it's a both end. Yeah. It's the man both. squid is half man, half octopus, by the way. Yeah. No, but it's not. You're right. I'm, I'm stepping on your point. It's that, fine. That's it. Is, it's the it's the the both and the it's both. The, and, we like both and both here. and maybe both andism. I, is, is that a wild card selection? Uh, I don't be. know. I don't Stay know. Stay tuned to this very episode. <laughs> uh, year two was kid solving, uh, making it through uh, as the champion in uh, 2018. We have 2019 for the record. Squids are cephalopods. They have uh, two tentacles and eight arms. Mm. Mm. Interesting. So we both were right uh, or wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I meant the tentacles, well, sure. to be clear. Sure, I that's was what just, I was waiting. I was that's just, what I was gesticulating. I was just wrong. Um, the uh, uh, so we've had in in both of these years we've had voting on Twitter. Correct. I think we we may Dan we may do that again. We shall yes. But we're also going to be we're going to take some live action on this too. I think absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be down, um, folks. When when you're listening to this right now, we are in Austin, Texas. That's right. And we are at South by Southwest EDU. Correct. And we'll be recording. We will have just recorded a show. We just recorded a show yesterday. <laughs> um, time travel. Oh, my, my God. It's yeah. so complicated. And uh, that's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited to be down there with you guys. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll get uh, – listeners will get uh, some audio from, from that live recording actually to drop as a show in, uh, in early March as well. Exactly. So like, and then hopefully we'll be picking up on uh, some zeitgeists. Zeitgeisty. In, in the near future. So like we'll be – uh, there'll be what we think's coming as trends. There'll be what people are voting about our trends. There'll be what we pick up at South by Southwest EDU. Truth. What we record while we're down there. And, uh, and then all that's going to be feeding uh, a, a march that's just going to be wacky. It's like a wacky march. Yeah. We're, we're about to have a wacky march. Well, especially so, since, uh, spoiler alert, our, our March Madness often extends into like May. 
right? Like I think the first, the first it's year, a fair point. We, it's a fair point. We ran, we ran a little long. Sure. Um, but we'll see. Year two, I think we wrapped in April and in, in at least some of our collective defenses, uh, <laughs> one of us was getting married. So like, so like it was the fact that we were able to land because I think the finals were in early April. I right? think that's right. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that bad. And, uh, <laughs> and we just continue to get the thing about this show and our listeners know this. Yes. It just continues to get better. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. ABL always be learning. Yeah. You, yeah. Th- you think it's already great. And then boom, all of a sudden <laughs> it's better. It's marginally better. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 We will of course have a bracket again. Uh, listeners uh, and uh, colleagues alike can enter in and we'll, we'll deem a winner on the person who projects out the bracket the best last year uh samantha jaklinski was the winner we had her on in our december episode and hopefully uh get the winner on a little earlier in the year uh for a reaction to the bracket and talking about uh, what is left in 2019 you will hear a number of topics here that you've heard on our show over the past year they are some of our most downloaded episodes but there are other pieces that mike and brandon are going to bring into the mix here that they see as important trends and topics in 2019 we're gonna have a a snake draft so we're gonna go back and forth between mike and brandon picking topics and then we will seed them and we will release that seeding uh for everyone to see uh and share at south by southwest and share on twitter as well uh gentlemen are are we ready to dive in is this are are we ready to make this happen notes one point i can i can draft things other than snakes Correct. Right. That's just the way. I should clarify. Go. Yes. Correct. Got it. Dan is a daily fantasy expert yeah. in his side hustles. So uh, Dan, everything. Is, yep. Dan assumes an audience is well versed in all things fantasy sports. That is correct. Sports related. And as a diverse and inclusive podcast, we want to understand that there are people out there who may not understand what that, the draft is. That's a great so point. It's basically a one, two, 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 and then finishing with one. Right. right. Yeah, 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 I think that's right. The little, little rattler at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. And uh, and second, you, you mentioned this, Dan, but um, a lot of the source material for what we're putting into our top draft picks Correct. for the bracket are based on our most listened to shows. Correct. You just said this, but I want to say this again. If folks want to check out, we've got hundreds literally now uh or a hundred and more um of these episodes so go and go and check them out um if there's things that you find that are interesting we've probably recorded a show on it like that's the that's how this is working yeah so uh so check it out and 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 i think the related point is like you know if we haven't gone in depth on some of these topics you could expect them to be topics in the future too so i predict that there will be upcoming shows where we cover topics that we are talking about in our March Madness I selection show. I, have, I, I have I feel, to, but I, I basically I, can't. I feel confident about that prediction. We are on episode 134 here. So yes, 100 plus episodes plus our, our catalog of extras and the Citadel, which will be returning to the trending and education airwaves in the not too distant future as of course... Uh, Game of Thrones is back in April, so we will get to that uh, over March as well. Mike talked about the Wacky March. Uh, that will be uh, coming your way as well. But I'm ready for this draft. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I, I'm looking forward to how this all shapes up. How do we want to determine who goes first? Is this a gentlemanly agreement between the two of you? Do we want to flip a coin? I'm, yeah. I'm game for anything at this do you point. Have any, uh, do, you, do you have a coin, Dan? Maybe, I mean, to be like trendy, do you have like a, like a do- doggy coin or do you have like a, some sort of crypto? I have coin? what's called a quarter. Yeah, you flip a Bitcoin? <laughs> I, I can see. I can log That's in. That's old school. That's old school. Yeah. All right. Who's calling it? I'm going to, I'm going to, for the, for the, are you deferring the call? I'm def, I'll defer the call. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the Patriots fan, not surprising. Uh, <laughs> here we go. It's heads. Absolutely. It's heads. heads. 
It is tails. It All is, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it up. I'm over one. <laughs> You're over one. That's good. Tails That's never good. fails. Tail, tails it is. So that means I get to go. So I, I'm going to start. I'm sure. not going to. You're not going to defer. I'm not going to defer. It's a, a cunning maneuver. Yeah, I'm. I'm leading off. Nice. My first draft. So this is where we, there are going to be 16 in the bracket. Correct. Uh, you need you need a, a number that's going to work. Right. You know, 16 is one of those. The 64 team bracket for the NCAA tournament. That's just four 16 Correct. team brackets. As of now, we're not planning to have any play-in uh, components. To Although, our- wait, we'll see. It's like I said. There, there's, we're subject to mild rules revisions yeah. before the official launch, which will be next to but- the official committee will take it under yeah. advisement. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so with my first draft pick, I am picking learning pods. Nice. So uh, this was Mike, one of your yes. um, predictions. Yes. Uh, this is meant to be a nod, not a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea, you can add more to this, but the idea is, is uh, audio as a learning vehicle mm-hmm. um, that there's going to be in a, in a more uh, material way than there has been uh, audio as a uh, medium for learning is mm-hmm. going to pop in 2019. Yes. And I think you're right. But, and I hope the listeners feel this way too, by virtue of them listening to this very pod right? and learning, listen right. and learn. Right. I, and I like listen, laugh, and learn. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, per, personally, I like to like let's add a little laugh in the middle. We, we try. I mean, right? I don't, uh, you, you either you're laughing or we're not trying. So one of those two <laughs> things is happening. Um, but uh, but yeah, that is my first pick. Nice. Uh, Mike, you are up next with picks two and three. So okay, you're on, on the clock. I'm on the clock. Sure. Okay. Uh, just to begin though, Brandon, I want to I want to say that was a nice uh, beginning. Uh, and uh, you know, by choosing to pick first. You also do get the Rattler pick in our, in our snake draft. <laughs> it's true. So, so well done. That was uh, that was clever. Uh, I and I like that you you know that you went. Uh, you're you're sort of flexible in your selections. You're oh, not yeah. you're not saying you gotta you gotta do all home cooking. No. Yeah. Sometimes I thought that was a good one. I I have my draft board. I'm picking the best athlete available like at that. the time. Yeah, the combine and and whatnot. So uh, okay, so I got two. Um, I think I'm going to start with. Uh, Stem with an H in the middle, uh, mm. also known as human-centered stem, uh, which is not too dissimilar from the winter two years ago, uh, where we were saying, uh, you know, you need the AI, but you still need humans to power it. So, uh, and then I just saw this morning. Uh, there's going to be a lot of acronyms, by the way, in my picks. Oh, so but, good. Uh, but but I saw just this morning uh, S them s them s like the problem is it's hard to say so it may not win but it's good to read. what about yeah what about stem with no, no, no you want that each in the middle though <laughs> i like stem the humans in the middle okay, okay. The whole milieu uh and then also uh i think it's it's also a nod to the humanities uh as well so like it's not it's, it's saying you can't only have stem you also need other sort of inputs uh whether it's ethics or critical thinking or uh just some kind of like liberal arts background so uh so that's my first pick is human-centered uh stem um and my second pick uh i'll just stick with what i went with last week i'll say the whole teacher movement so the idea that uh you know, the teacher, you know, sort of building on the same theme, uh, you know, the teacher is really the center of uh, any sort of educational change that we're going to be uh, driving in the next year. And I think there's an increased awareness of 
supporting the teacher, not just in terms of lesson planning or, um, you know, sort of the cognitive aspects of their experience as a teacher, but also rounding them out uh, and making sure that we're providing all the support that, that they need uh, to, be, to be great in the classroom. So we talked to uh, Burr Saxberg and uh, Glenn Whitman uh, back in December. Uh, Chan Zuckerberg's been very focused on the, the whole child initiative, uh, but, and NeuroTeach is what Glenn was talking about, which was really interesting. You know, like how do we think about the neuroscience uh, behind a whole, a whole student orientation uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity to to both build on that and then also um, uh, extend the focus to not just the student, but the other humans in the classroom. Uh, probably the most central would be the teacher. All right, two picks in. We are in the second round. Brandon, you have your second pick. You're on the clock. All right. I, I like both of those. Those are on my draft board. So um, you sneaked in there, Palmer. Um so we got more to go. So I'm going to pick, uh, so this is, I guess, pick four. And for my fourth pick, I will pick one of my home cooked uh, predictions of Education 2020. So this was um, as we sort of ramp up to a presidential election in 2020. In 2019, education is going to be put on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So I, I mentioned a few things. When we talked about this in a prediction show last time around sort of a referendum on charter schools and labor. Betsy DeVos, uh, another one I didn't mention, but I think is, is maybe even higher profile than all of those is the free college for everyone, mm -hmm. um, which is um, actually there, there is, there are a bunch of candidates who have that as part of their platform, mm -hmm. but there's a pretty divide even on the left around whether that's a good or not good thing. I think uh, this is going to be a thing that trends in 2019 as evidenced by my, including it as my predictions for trends in 2019. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I will, I'll say again, I'm, I'm not super optimistic that that's going to turn into policy, mm -hmm. uh, or any sort of material reform, but it's going to be in the zeitgeist, yeah. uh, by fat, by virtue of the fact that it's in the conversation. So and, and uh, 2020 as a number is a lot of fun. So like 2019, no offense. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. A little bit. 2020 uh, it's round. 20, it's, it's, it's the same number twice. It's vision. It's vision, vision 2020. Right. Why is no one adopting vision 2020 I, already? I, I, you got to get out there. Yeah, we're trying. My fifth pick is going to be Vision 2020. <laughs> um, Vision 20, it's really, it's good. I'm, I'm digging that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. So for the fifth pick, um, I'm going to take, I think what we're calling interactive everything. Yes. Um, the, the sort of basis for this was we did a, uh, an episode back in January on, um, Bandersnatch. Yes. Uh, on, uh, that's the, the Netflix interactive media experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we talked in that, in that show about how interactivity has always been a hallmark of digital education. So that, that's not itself new, but mm -hmm. I think as, um, more media like Bandersnatch becomes interactive, that's going to open up. Uh, new forms of learning capabilities as well. So when you're starting to bring that choice and that sort of expecting your audience to be leaned into your experience, when you bring that even into just a traditional media experience, uh, uh, what, what's often a leaned back experience, um, there's education in that moment. There's things we can learn from the choices that people make. So um, I don't, I don't actually know that literally everything, like I'm, I'm pretty good with the word literal. I'm not sure that literally everything is going to be interactive, but I, I do think that this is, um, there's going to be more that is. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that was, um, 
that example was an interesting one. Yeah, I, 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 I'd like, I'd love both of those. Darn it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, especially like the, the second one, I, th I think is interesting also in that, like, if you want to seem clever or smart at a cocktail party or at a, an office uh, gathering or a networking event or say like a conference you're at, somebody may mention something and you'll, you'll say, interesting. Have you thought about the interactivity that may be able to be integrated into that? And then they'll be like, wow, it's, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of like a next level idea That's that you perfect. had there. So yeah. like, so part of why I listen to it, I do just to be clear. I am one of our listeners. I listen, <laughs> I listen to this show regularly. Part of why I listen is so that I can think more about what can I do to sound better next time I'm trying to sound like I know what's going on. So I think interactive, insert anything afterwards. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we can work on the language, but, uh, but I think it's sharp. I think it's, uh, it's very onto something. Uh, I believe I'm, am I on the clock, Dan? You are. So we're five in. And we're, uh, I know the math here. <laughs> yeah. It's 11 more. <laughs> All right. Uh, so just kind of building on some of the themes uh, you were just talking about, Brandon. Uh, Again, is working language, so bear with us. Uh, I'm going to go with edifying edu edutainment, mm. uh, where like the idea that what we learn uh, can actually be entertaining. Uh, and uh, that's hopefully <laughs> thematically something you'll pick up on in our show. Uh, it also allows us to uh, use as source material not just, uh, you know, great new books and great new um, um, learning uh, education that's coming out of the academic sort of uh, universe that we're in. I think it's also tapping into uh, the edu the entertainment universe that is arguably further ahead than the educational one. So like, are there ways that we can kind of surf that wave a little bit to, uh, to be more uh, engaging, more relevant, more entertaining? Um, and I would expect more crossover uh, hits uh, where, um, content like for example i just watched uh, kevin hart's uh black history month special on netflix which i found entertaining but i also learned some black history in the process i think that's a trend that's going to increase and i think you know when we're we're at our best i think we're actually contributing to that trend both in terms of bringing in outside edutainment that we think is great and also hopefully providing a little bit of it uh so that's that's the first one and uh you know if it's interactive even better. Yeah, right. I, I'm imagining being at that cocktail party where you just say, "Imagine the interactivity integrated into that." Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then my second choice, uh, I think I'm gonna go with saber mindfulness. Uh, so uh, you know, this uh, I was a, sort of a work it was a little wasn't as punchy a concept last time because uh, I was talking about uh, the importance of mindfulness. I think I was calling it mindful learning, but I think it's almost like a, a a quantified orientation towards your mindfulness. So I think this will build on the, the themes we're hearing around like monitoring your screen time, uh, trying to be uh, smart about sleep, uh, smart about all those different types of things. Yeah, I think uh, one of our early shows, we talked about the quantified self. Um, and uh, I think this theme, I'm gonna keep predicting it until it comes true. <laughs> it's good. So, so I think that's, uh, that's my second. I got a uh, feeling what's gonna happen like a year from now. Like I, I, I can- <laughs> You I, have a prediction. I, I can see the future. Um, that's good though. I like it's, it's um, trends imitating predictions. Yeah. Right? You know, like that's uh, hopefully 
you can not just be a trend spotter, but an influencer. Yeah, well, it's also, I mean, uh, again, Rohit Bargava, shout out to, to Rohit, who's kind of carved out a, the non-obvious company space as like a, a, a really uh, great place to get trend, trend ideas. Uh, and I think a lot of uh, what we do maybe has been somewhat inspired by, by his work and be great to get his take on, on, uh, on what we got going on here. Uh, but he talks about trend curation uh, as opposed to trend spotting. So like there's a little bit of like seeing what happens, but then packaging it and making the idea something that's accessible. So, so I think there's a little bit of curation that we're doing, a little bit of a sales job even like, please vote for me. <laughs> we are through three and a half rounds. Uh, Brandon, you have three picks on the board. <laughs> I, have th- I have three picks so that you've far. made thus far. Oh, on the board. Yeah, we're almost yes. at the we're almost at the halfway mark. Yeah, yes, sir. So, coming around the coming around the turn. So you have uh, your fourth <laughs> I like and fifth pick. Hustled you off the clock though. That was good. Yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like it's like the Oscars. It's just how, yeah, yeah, yeah. The music is starting. Cut my mic. All right, so I'll I'll go uh, I'll, I'll go quickly through these. Um, I think for my next pick, uh, I I'm gonna take um, generations and workforce readiness. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the, I think that we had a working title of intergenerationality. Yes. Yeah, which that's got a lot of, there's a lot of components in that compound word. I, I, I got more if we want to go there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, you can yeah, yeah. when you're on the clock. Right. Um, so the, uh, I, I want to call this, I, I want to pick this one because this was actually our second most listened to show mm-hmm. all the way back from May of 2018. Yep. So, um, you know, as you can imagine, uh, our more recent shows have more listener, listenership, uh, more downloads. Um, this one was one that has, has stood the test of time. Uh, and I, I do think this is something that should be competitive in this bracket in 2019. Mm-hmm. So the idea of um, different generations having different uh, needs for the workforce and how increasingly so with more recent generations, that workforce readiness is an, is an always on thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked a, a couple of times, not in this, this is with Tarlin Ray uh, from, from our uh, sister company, Kaplan Labs. Um, not in that episode, we've talked about uh, how careers are going to be, you know, you may have six different careers in your career uh, in the future. Um, I think that the, the fact that different folks need different things um, is uh, is interesting to think about. I, I also there's a there's the counter to that, which I, I'll stop before I wax too uh, too long about this. But um, I, I mean, we've both resisted the uh, uh, overgeneralization around any not all X R Y, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's an important note too. But uh, generations and workforce readiness, and then I'm going to pick the Gartner hype cycle. Nice. So you know, here's the thing. I think the hype cycle itself. Is pretty hyped. I mean, yeah. I, the hype cycle is still. I think it's still on the tick, 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 uh, roller coaster climb yeah. towards the peak of uh, inflated expectations. Yeah. So uh, no trough in sight for you, Gartner hype cycle. Um, it's something we like to talk about on the show. Yeah. Something listeners like to listen to, uh, or at least downloaded. <laughs> um, so uh, our our 2018 show was uh, from from August of of 2018. Uh, there will be a 2019 show. I think this is one that also should be competitive in this year's bracket. Nice. Very good. We are through four and a half rounds. Mike, you have uh, hu- uh, humanity-centered STEM, whole teacher movement, edifying edutainment, saber mindfulness thus far. Who's up yeah. next for you? Yeah, so uh, one quick uh, follow-up point there. The intergenerationality, at least the way I was thinking about it, was also the importance of uh, 
mixing generations. So the idea that generations should be, so there's right. a bit of a nod to kids solving in it, uh, but it's also in all directions. It's the idea that, uh, anyway, we'll, I'm not going to pick it separately because <laughs> I think you're, you're in that lane. I have picked it. You're in that lane. Yeah, yeah. So that, that makes sense. Uh, and actually a lot of these themes I think are pretty uh, similar. So I'm going to try to tease out some stuff that maybe uh, we haven't talked as much about. So, uh, so I'm going to say nerd power uh, is, uh, is something to embrace uh, in the coming year. And, uh, you know, we had a great show uh, with KS Wiswell, love to get her back, uh, Full Frontal Nerdity. But, um, but the idea of just kind of embracing, uh, you know, this is kind of a longer term theme, but I think we're going to see it more front and center um, that like, you know, you almost want to embrace your inner nerd uh, and not be, not be ashamed. Like let, let your nerd flag fly uh, and I'll, uh, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> riffing on this but but there's a lot of different directions you can go uh with that uh and then the other theme uh the other the other one i wanted to hit was jomo uh which is the joy of missing out so um interestingly uh it's one of those things i i thought i coined it uh and then i saw other references to jomo uh so who knows you know like we're all we're all participating in the zeitgeist absolutely uh, as it were but i saw uh susan kane who i do follow uh who wrote quiet uh, and she's a big advocate for um, introverts as uh, part of uh, really like effective uh, life <laughs> that you need to embrace uh, that, that that aspect of of humans. Uh, so, so I think Jomo is is almost speaking to that audience a bit, and speaking to me a little bit too. Where like uh, sometimes you don't want to engage in the, the the crazy madcap rush to keep up with everybody, and rather than the fear of missing out, you can say, you know what. I'm choosing to miss out and I'm going to enjoy that choice. So uh, I think that's an important thing to, to really uh, incorporate into any sort of learning or education that you do. Like people need to intentionally choose to be where you are. And if that learning is probably not as cool as some other things you could be doing, let's get people to embrace what they're choosing not to do and uh, get a little Jomo going. I, I did like, if, if you'll permit me, I did like pre-show, we were talking about, you can, you can sort of uh, manufacture Jomo even if you haven't been invited Correct. to the, uh, the thing that yeah. you're missing out on. Oh, so, absolutely. There's plenty to work on in this, in this concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's not only that. I do think that like, the, the choice to not engage, mm -hmm. um, I think, is, uh, is, is right on. And mm -hmm. that's like, that, that is a trend. So that was on my, on my big board. So you, you snaked me in this snake draft on that one. But I, I do like the idea of uh, I didn't get invited, so now I'm joyful that I'm not attending. <laughs> All right, so I've got, I've got two. Do I have three picks left? Is that is That, that is, that, is uh, factually got? accurate, yes. That's good. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot in this. Um, uh, I'm going to go with my next pick with uh, screenlessness. Mm. So we had – we've talked about this a lot. There's actually like a little bit of Jomo Tai actually to screenlessness too, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we had an episode back in uh, November of 2018 about screen time and the socioeconomic divide. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm going to try to wrap this one in. So if, if, uh, if you'll permit, screenlessness is maybe uh, doesn't just capture that, um, certainly. But uh, the idea that uh, more affluent schools are actually having their their students spend less time on screens. Mm -hmm. And like for a long time, the thought was the way that you bridge the digital divide was getting more devices into the hands of, you know, of students who don't have them. So mm -hmm. in, um, you know, lower socioeconomic communities, 
um, giving them screen time. And in fact, by the time we got there, all those affluent communities are saying, nope, well, less screen time. So I think that the, there is going to be more and more conversation on uh, screen time for children, for screen time for adults. You talked about this a little bit, uh, Mike, in your prediction around um, mindfulness and sort of uh, uh, wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's going to be a thing I think we're all, we all keep talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, I was going to say this for the Rattler, but I'm, I'm going now. Uh, I'm just going to say robots. Yeah. I feel like I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't wait. I was, I was going to hold yeah. out. This, this, is, um, this is not from a single show. This is from every show. Yes. So uh, we talked about it in um, particularly following the Super Bowl, a great, a great Super Bowl it was, um, with uh, all of the robots in, uh, in commercials. But I, I think we're going to see – more and more of that, whether it's just the sort of commercial uh, experience of, uh, of robots or that we're actually going to start to get them. I think I did predict that there would be a robot butler in our future, in the training and education future in, uh, in the next year. So uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll have the robot butler present instead of me when, uh, when we receive our, uh, our robot uh, victory from, uh, from this year's bracket. Very good. Uh, maybe we can get Rosie from the Jetsons. Uh, maybe a maid, not a, a butler, but we'll figure it out. Maybe Teropocon. Uh, still one of my favorite <laughs> shows. Uh, can we get Teropocon on a show? Can we purchase Teropocon uh, off of uh, eBay? I don't know. There, there, are, there are ideas uh, to explore here. So, Mike, you are in the second half of the seventh round. You have your two final picks here in our 2018 March Madness, uh, 2019, pardon me, 2019 March Madness bracket. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go a little uh, advanced uh, statistics here uh, and say that uh, last year uh, we went through this process and uh, kid solving won. So I think just to to potentially be on the right side of history and in the event that uh, kid solving is not about to head into the trough of disillusionment, uh, I, I want to see kid solving come back. People. People are looking for continuity and consistency and bigger trends that stick around with us in this crazy, wacky world of ours. So I'm going to go with Kid Solving uh, as my penultimate pick, uh, not the Rattler. Uh, it's my penultimate pick. And then I still don't get a Rattler, but I get my ultimate. <laughs> you do get your ultimate. ultimate pick. From the pen to the ultimate. And my ultimate pick, because um, see, I'm torn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk out loud. So I'm torn between the, the kind of civics 101, which I think it, we still need to work on. But like this relates to, I think it's probably captured in uh, Education 2020 though. So I think I'm going to let that one go. But like just before I let it go, I just want to say this because I know I'm still on the clock. Uh, that, uh, that I think there's going to be a renewed interest in law and civics and uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Uh, in addition to the educational side, I think there's a learning angle where there's going to be a real uh, hunger for accessible content that helps people apply like real life examples to their understanding of civics. Um, and I think there's a huge uh, move in that direction. Uh, but, but I think rather than go there, although you know I might want to go there, uh, I actually want to give a nod to, to Brandon's second uh, prediction, Fortnite Fallout, because uh, I actually, uh, I, it's, like, it's like betting don't pass on the hype cycle, right? Like you're basically <laughs> saying, so I just did the, the, the opposite of, so kid solving was like my hedge saying that a trend that was in last year is going to stay. Uh, 
Fortnite Fallout is saying, I'm going to bet don't pass that we're still as hype about Fortnite uh, throughout the year. And then there's a lot of reactions against that, uh, whether it's a mental health angle. We did an interesting show on screen, uh, sorry, um, gaming addiction, which was declared by the World Health Organization. In some ways, that was the beginning uh, of this trend. And then also just uh, somebody's going to come up with uh, the new hotness and and bump uh, bump Fortnite. Uh, that's a smart. The, the hedge, by the way, is just a smart strategy. Yeah, I think so. so uh, you yeah. know, you're you're a strategic fella. I try. I like it. Yeah. All right. So for the Rattler, here it is. The final prediction from me and from from both of us. I think mm-hmm. it's the way it, that's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to take brain science. Yes. So we had an episode um, uh, in December on debunking the 10% brain myth mm-hmm. that we don't use just 10% of our brain. And mm-hmm. we semi debunked it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's some, there's some truth to, uh, to that. Um, but I, I think that the, I, it's really brain science and learning. I think that the more we learn quantified self, et cetera, mm-hmm. the more interested we're going to become in this final frontier, your left ear, your right ear, your final frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the, the brain is a, is, uh, an organ that we can learn more about mm-hmm. and that learning more about, I think is actually going to, going to help us learn uh, mm-hmm. more about things that aren't the brain. Yeah. So uh, brain science uh, as, uh, as my final prediction of 2019, my, fi- that- my final selection, excuse me, yeah. of uh, 2019. You'll be making, predict- You'll be oh, making yeah. predictions all year. Stay tuned next week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone's Brandon that are out of the mix that are the, the last four out as it happens with the NCAA tournament, uh, topics or trends that uh, you feel as though could have snuck in if one of these uh, 16 maybe had a weaker profile heading in to selection day here on uh, trending in education. Yeah. I mean, I think um, the civics one-on-one, I, I, I agree with Mike. I'm, I also was thinking about um, SEL. I didn't know if that was captured in the H of the STEM, <laughs> um, but, uh, but actually calling SEL when we're, when we're at uh, South by Southwest today, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about SEL. That's one of the things that's that's super popular, um, and I, I think will will be a contender. Um, I thought that was maybe already captured in Mike's choice. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I thought, but but I thought I was maybe getting cute with just robots is just the idea of futurism that uh, people are thinking more about the future, and that that sometimes happens when the present isn't so great. Um, and so I, I think that is also a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't, I couldn't sneak it into my, my list, but that's, uh, that was on the, the, if there were a play in game for me, those would be some of the, some of the, the names called. Mike, you said civics one-on-one, any other topics, uh, at hand here that were part of a list for you or, yeah. or pre-work? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and just to be clear when I, like, I initially tried to send my, my, uh, list to you guys this morning and I realized that when I'm on the subway and I try to send it from my phone it doesn't make it out but initially when i had uh stem human-centered stem uh i had a parenthetical following saying robots included so i just want to be clear that out there was at least one prediction that was robot centered so maybe i'm uh i'm following up uh giving a a heck yeah on the we love us some robots uh and brains actually so i I think that was a nice uh, nice way to round out your bracket the the theme in addition to social uh i get (laughs) socio-emotional I like to. Can I? Can I just uh, jettison all of my picks and just (laughs) choose Mike? That sound right. That sound right. Yep. That's picks one through eight for me. Yeah. Yeah. More Whitney-inspired predictions. I think has still gone too soon. But uh, but I would say the the 
in addition to social and emotional learning, uh, I think there's the combination of uh, uh, teaching the family and pre pre-K education. Also, like as a new father, um, the idea that you're not just educating the child, you're educating the whole family and that the focus, like the, the importance of pre-K, again, getting back to the, you know, education 2020, um, universal pre-K, uh, again, I wouldn't expect, uh, I'm not hopping on the de Blasio campaign, but, uh, but I do think uh, universal pre-K is something that we should understand better, at, you know, as part of uh, 2020 policies. Same thing around um, parental leave. Um, like those seem like if there's, if there's a place where we should just, you know, let our partisan problems go away, it's probably education and then focusing on uh, young kids and, you know, their families uh, and, and then trying to provide more support as, as a country. Like hopefully that, that ties a little bit to the uh, education 2020. So I kind of wanted to hit something in that area, but maybe we'll just tie it to education 2020. So up next is figuring out the bracket, which we will do over the next coming days. We will release it uh, to you on Twitter. We also make it available to uh, fill out a form online as well. You can submit the picks and we'll track them as we go through. We'll do a voting over on Twitter as well for which topic you think should move on. And then we will crown a winner, winner, hopefully by the end of March, maybe beginning of April. We'll see how the schedule works out from there. Uh, but plenty to get to here on the 16 topics and other topics that will come up over the uh, coming month as well. Uh, as Mike said, still subject to change. Things could move around. Things could be reworded uh, or restructured as uh, this episode comes to a close. But thanks so much for listening, as always, to Trending in Education. You can find us at trendingineducation.com. Find us on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook. And of course, uh, follow us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Share us as well on social media. We do appreciate it. With that said, we'll be back next week with our episode uh, from South by Southwest, EDU. Uh, some sound from Mike and Brandon presenting there and also uh, hopefully from people we get to talk to on the ground. With that said, thanks so much again for listening to Trending in Education.